the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Hey, welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. Even though sometimes I try to say I'm the Biker Chick, it just, it flows with me because it's always Biker Chick and Bowtie Guy, so I just... I jump out and, and claim the wrong identity. Hey, this is a landmark show because this is the first time that I've been able to get two microphones working at the same time. So hopefully Woo! the sound's going to be a little bit different. We're just progressing, moving along a little bit here. We got into our 20s and um, it's cool. And we're both back in the same room. We're sorry this right. episode has taken a while to get out for us. Uh, we had a little bit of an aloha break uh, because I was in the islands and we just had stuff happen that we couldn't get going on. So apologize but here we are it's nice to see or hear you guys again uh if you need to get a hold of us um i'm going to give those emails out right now so that way you can write to us Bang. and talk about how yeah right up for us. uh bowtie guy at mess it up podcast.com is my uh email and then just for the show it's info at mess it up podcast.com and mine is biker chick at mess it up podcast.com i like how you went radio voice on that Did that I? was fun yeah <laughs> yeah um, it's a lot easier being in the same room. It is. I noticed and when we were on the phone uh, last time, it was like there'd be a pause and we couldn't look at each other. They'd be like, your turn to talk. It'd just be like, oh, there's some silence. I'll talk. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the delay or if that was just us. I think that was just us. The yeah. awkwardness of the moment. Yeah. Not being able to see when no, I, I, I really like, want to talk. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> What I did like and what I got some uh, feedback on was uh, some people said they could hear the birds in the background from uh, from Hawaii chirping and, and whatnot. So that was kind of fun. Alexa, play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no Alexa here. Yeah, no Alexa here. So anyhow, it's good to be back and, and doing the show. And uh, I am super duper happy just to be back recording. Yeah, it's me a lot too. of fun. Uh, I want to say hi to our friends in Alabama. We've got some new friends listening in Alabama. Bam. And, uh, yeah. They've been uh, checking out the show, so I'm happy to, to have them with us. Where were our overseas friends from? We had overseas friends in uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam, yeah. yes. Yeah. We are all over the place. Feeling it. And, and so, I mean, if you think about that, that's covering most of the world. We go from uh, Hawaii to Amsterdam and every yeah. place in between. Awesome. Pretty outstanding. Awesome. Yeah, we got to get that Asia area covered, but that'll be that'll be our next conquest. Yes. Um, speaking of conquest, we have a word of the week. The word of the week this week is synchronize, and synchronize is to make things work together, um, not like in sync, but like in sync, and um, that's where I put my dishes. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I've missed this. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm dying. Sorry. I was, I was talking to a friend yesterday. And uh, we were we were talking about writing. He's working on a book, and I'm working on a book. And he was saying, you know, his book is kind of a theological book. And he said, I'm really good at the theology. I'm horrible at telling stories. I said, Well, here's what I want you to do. You write the book, and you know you're going to give it to people to edit for grammar and whatnot. I said, right. Send it to me, and I'll throw some puns in there, and 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 you know spice it up with a little bit of humor. We'll see if he does or not. I don't know. I probably I want, not. I want a writing credit, a co-author. I'm gonna credit, go probably yeah. not on that. He, he may. He may. It's. Uh. Uh, we'll see. Um, but before the show, we were just kind of chatting and getting to know each other again. Right. And we were talking a little bit about a conversation you had at the prayer house with a fella. Can you just kind of give us a quick synopsis for the folks? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was just hanging out, and a gentleman walked in. 
and began talking about, um, and we didn't just jump right in, but warmed up to the conversation just about what unity amongst the church looks like. And to me, that goes out even further into what is unity among people that we just run into day to day. Um, what does that look like? What does that mean? How can we come together as a body? Which is more difficult for you? Unity amongst people or unity amongst the church? I would say unity amongst the church is more difficult for me. Why? Because I agree. Because I, I mean, a lot of people are set in their ways, but the different denominations definitely have their belief system and how they worship, how they choose to do things, um, how they interpret Mm -hmm. the Bible. Yeah. Um, And so to get them to change their beliefs and their, the strength in their beliefs, I think is a lot harder than to sit down just with a conversation, to have a conversation with a stranger at Starbucks. Right. You know? And for me, I think it has a lot to do with expectation level Mm. that I have an expectation of like, all right, we're Christians. They'll know us by our love. We should come together. We should, you know, be unified. And with the world, I anticipate a little bit of grit, a little bit of friction, a little bit of dis synchronizing. Right. Um, so I think that I get more frustrated with people in the church and I'm not, I, I'm not a strong, um, denominational kind of guy. I, I am like, let's live in, you've got your things and I've got my things. You know, some people like pizza and some people don't. Right. And I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to eat food because you don't like pizza and I'm not going to eat with you. Have your pizza. Let's go to a food court, you know? Right. Um, and, and I, I believe that we're stronger together mm-hmm. and that we'll have differences Yeah. and the differences will be real. And there'll be some stuff that you do that I just, I don't cotton to, but most of it is not something that is going to knock me off of my faith or it's not a salvational issue. And I think right. that the world that Satan uses those things to drive wedges. So now we're focused so much on, right. are my hands up in worship? Are my hands down? Do we have pews? Do we have chairs? Are we speaking in tongues? Are yeah. we worshiping with flags? Are we? Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. Instead of focusing on Christ came. Right. Now we have a relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we kind of touched on is, um, how far do we express our faith? as to not offend somebody else and, um, how it's acceptable to show the worldly acceptable things like love and, you know, friendship and being there. However, to be in a setting to where someone is praying with somebody and they use tongues, they pray in tongues. Mm -hmm. That's not acceptable because that's off putting to other people who are watching or listening or whatever. Um, so it's, what do we sacrifice of our own personal belief system to make other people comfortable being around me in my faith? Right. And where do we determine that that's okay and that's not okay? And so it just got me thinking, like, how far, because I'm not a Bible beater. I, I'm not going to pick up a Bible and walk up to somebody's door and smack them in the face with it and say, Jesus loves you. You're going to hell if you don't believe this. I'm, I don't believe, sorry, that was probably really loud. That's okay. You um, did spike a little bit. That's all right. We got <laughs> Somebody was sleeping. They're awake now. They're awake Welcome now. back. <laughs> and so there are certain things that I don't agree with and I don't believe in and that do kind of offend me when I see them happen. Um, so I can understand where people come from with that. And so that's what I'm trying to just wrap my mind around is why do I freely accept what I believe, but I'm so hindered to what other people believe? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it 
a factor that, you know, you'll hear a lot of Christians say, is it a salvation factor? Is it whether you're going to heaven or hell? And I'm not God. I can't make that determination. I know what my personal beliefs are about that. But I also don't have the final say, and I'm grateful for that because that'd be right. a lot of responsibility, oh, right? Absolutely. And so what does that break down? What is our responsibility, I think, to unify the body of people, not just believers? Right. And I, I find, uh, for me, where I get the most, where I notice this the most, where it's the most obvious to me in my walk or my time with other Christians is during worship. The differences in mm-hmm. worship style. Right. Uh, not necessarily musical style, but just what people do. Um, I, I grew up at a church with an organ. Mm-hmm. Big Navy church, big, tall, vaulted ceiling with pews and an organ up front. And it was, uh, it, every song ended with a choral amen. And it was the you know, old school stuff. And we sat there. You didn't raise your hand because you were holding your hymnal. Right. Well, now the words are up on a screen. You got to do something with your hands. We don't have hymnals. Right. There's a band, a little more rocky, you know? Yeah. So people are raising their hands in worship. And I wasn't comfortable with that when I first saw it. I was like, what is this? And I didn't begrudge someone wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I will give somebody their opportunity to do their thing. Same thing first time I saw people worshiping with flags. Right. It's not necessarily my thing. Now, I am now a guy who might raise his hands every once in a while. Right. Unless you are standing up there in your skinny jeans and hipster beard saying, all right, everybody raise your hands because we're going to worship the Lord now. Get your hands. I'm not going to. My hands are going into my pockets. I'm fighting you now. And you've now, instead of guiding me into worship, which is what I think you were trying to do. Right. You've actually blocked me because now I'm having a a personal fight with you instead of a personal relationship with Christ. And that's on me. But I I try to be cognizant of that when I'm on stage that I'm not so doing. I mean, when I'm when I'm leading worship, I should be leading people into worship, not directing what they need to do and telling where they're wrong. So what I'm hearing you say is there that you freely expect express yourself in worship the way your heart leads you to. Yes. But you will rebel if somebody tries to force you into their style of worship. You heard me correctly. <laughs> you were listening. Because, yay! Because that's exactly how I feel about faith, about love, about Jesus, about everything. Um, I believe we should be able to follow our own belief system, our own hearts, um, and not force it onto somebody else. Um, Jesus never came and said, you, you know, you have to do it this way. He was like, hey, come follow me. Mm-hmm. And then the choice was on the person to follow Jesus. He's like, come watch me. Come let me be your example. Come let me teach you. And if you choose to follow me, that is your choice. He didn't say, you, follow me now. At least right. that I know of. Right, no. I mean, I'm not a whole bible person, but as far as I know, it was always a come with me thing. And so he freely represented obviously who he was and not everybody followed him obviously no. you know hence the whole cross thing yeah but i'm the same way if you try to force me into something because i believe in the spiritual gifts i believe in speaking in tongues i believe that i did have a person try to force me into it right you know you need to learn how to practice and speak in tongues that's not my belief system right. so it automatically put me off to it yeah however if i see somebody speaking in tongues i don't personally have that gift, but I can look at them and go, well, that's interesting. I'm not put off by it because they're not forcing me to do right. it. Um, 
but I can appreciate that they're, they're being themselves. And I think we should be able to do that. I, I went to church with a, at a, a place one time and the person who was uh, teaching the baptism class before they got baptism or before they got baptized said to them, um, when you get baptized, you're going to go to that water. When you come up, you will be speaking in tongues. Oh, that's bad teaching. And I was like, I'm not sure that that's my belief there. Right. And then the people did. So I was like, look, I got baptized and I didn't. Right. So are you saying I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit? And right. That, that mine didn't count and all these other, and people are coming up and like, you could see it on their face. Like, I'm not speaking to, uh-oh, it didn't take. Right. It didn't work. <laughs> and, and I hate that feeling because... Um, I used to do uh, baptism videos for a church where I worked and I would see people who were getting baptized again. And the, the feeling that you could just read in their language when I do the interviews was, yeah, it didn't take the first time. It didn't really set in. It didn't really have the effect. And when I, one of the questions I asked is, how is your life going to be different because of this? Like, well, I'm going to be, it's like, no, you're just making an announcement here. And that's a very Baptist belief. And that's what I've, I learned not too long ago is not everybody believes the same about baptism. You know, the Lutherans believe in child baptism, yes. the you know Catholics yeah. the same. And so for me to go, you have to be baptized as an adult is for also forcing my belief. Right. And to put further uh, expectation on that baptism blows my mind. Sure. It really does. Yeah. Well, it's, I think what it's doing, it, this all, you know, comes down to, to me driving wedges yes, and, and, and dividing us and, uh, it's Satan's divide and conquer mm-hmm. kind of mentality. And that kind of leads me into our song of the week, which is a song by, um, Josh Baldwin with, uh, Bethel music and it's called stand in your love. And it just kind of mm. talks about that idea of that I love is just standing in Christ's love. So give it a listen here and we'll be back on the other side of Stand in Your Love by Josh Baldwin. Stay 
first time I heard that song, we were driving down the road and uh, we came up to a T in the highway uh, at a junction and the song's going and I told Bev, uh, my wife, I said, find out who that song is. I want to do that and then email it to me so that I can use it for a song of the week and so we can put it into worship. And I just fell in love with the song from the very uh, beginning uh, because it just, it speaks to me so much because I'm so, I have so many fears and fear that feels like that's been my theme this year is is fear and trying to battle and combat the fears that I have in my life. So <laughs> I can see Christina's face. I have a word to say. And yes, and it was just funny how Paul tossed that over. Um, somebody told me the other day, fear is having faith in the devil. Oh. And wow, I went. That messes me up a little bit. I went. <gasps> Because I've always heard that the nicey nice fear and faith can't live in the same place, right? If you have faith, it's believing in God. It's it's where your trust in God is. But if you have fear, what is that fear? That is fear in the enemy. Wow. And that's faith in the enemy. And so, yeah, that jacked me up pretty. Messed me up. Yeah. I, like, I like jacked. Sorry. Yeah. You know, mess it up podcast. I should probably <laughs> say mess. Jack it up but, is the podcast we do about uh, automobile repair. <laughs> Yes, that one. But yeah, it totally messed me up. And that's why I love this so much. Fear doesn't stand a chance when you stand in the love of God. That win is important. It is. Yes. Uh, It's um, when I'm looking at uh, verse two, I was thinking about Stephen from the Unashamed Unafraid podcast. Oh, shame no longer has a place to hide and I'm not a captive to the lies not afraid to leave my past behind and I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. Um, it's just so powerful. And then it goes in, in the bridge. It talks about uh, power that can break off every chain and, and empty a grave and just these things. Just, I love promises mm. because I need promises. I love God's promises. Well, yes, yes. No, that, <laughs> that's a, an important distinction there. But I just, I need those because sometimes I don't I'm not feeling. Sometimes I'm listening to the wrong voice. I'm oh, listening for sure. and having faith in that lie. Right. And um, last night I was I was praying as I went to sleep. Give me strength to ignore the lies. Yes. And and just I need strength. And I I, I couldn't come up with anything else that I needed other than just I need some strength right now. And I wasn't trying to be eloquent or long or anything. It was just like, give me strength. Amen. That's it. This, I, I, That's I all it's got to be. Yeah. 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 And I love, this is a song you can ruminate. Totally ruminate. Man, talk about a callback. Double bonus <laughs> points on that thank one. Thank you. Thank you. But I love it because as soon as you said what song we were doing today, um, it popped in my head and the, the chorus was going. And it's one of those choruses that, yeah, it's a beautiful promise that you can just repeat over and over. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take anything complex. We don't have to pray complexly. Is that a word? It is. Right on. Complexical. Complexion. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to do with Paul sometimes, Uh, guys. Most people don't. Um, And so, yeah. Complexical. That's all I got. All right. Excellent. Well, um, as I'm thinking about, you know, standing in fear and we were talking before the break about the unity, I... It makes me wonder if some of the reason we don't is based on my fear. If I don't. I knew you were just going to go there. Yeah, if I don't want to believe what you're saying or buy into your thing, or it's a lot of times it's my fear of being wrong. I was just going to say that, or I'm afraid that what I believe isn't the correct belief. <gasps> yeah, 
But I still want to believe it. Well, yeah. Because it's what I believe. It's what I've believed forever. So do you go through moments of questioning your beliefs and then re-solidifying what you believe and why you believe that? I find that happens a lot for me. I welcome that. And I, I know that there was uh, a, a lot of people, I think, are afraid of that. And I, I see people who shelter their children from other influences. I, I remember 10, 15 years ago talking to a friend and his son was going to be going off to school uh, to college. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, he's going to go to a public and they're just going to pump him full of all this right. other stuff. And I was like, right. listen. If your child knows what they know, what they know, they can take that. And it, to me, when somebody challenges my beliefs, it makes me make a decision. I have to look at it. Why do I believe this? Right. Is there evidence to support this? Do it, right. And, and it, it makes me come away knowing even more that my God is my God when someone challenges my God. Absolutely. Because I can look at it and say, yes, this is what you see, but... Here's what it is. And I think that's so healthy mm-hmm. to have those challenges to faith. To me, I, I never wanted to, you know, I didn't want to just throw my kids, you know, out on the street and let them figure things out. But I, I wanted them to have challenges to their belief systems and, and experience other things so that they could know that they knew. That right. they knew. And people might gasp at this, but I allow my children to talk back to me. When I'm not a dictator, I don't just say this is what you have to do because I say you have to do it. I let them say why. I let them go, well, mom, can I do it this way? Or mom, is there... And I've always thought, I've got a 21-year-old son that I raised from birth and a 15-year-old that I raised from birth. And I've always taught them, argue with me. Don't be disrespectful. Right. But argue with me. Come in with your facts. Come in with your beliefs. Tell me why you disagree with me. I welcome that. Yeah. Because I want you to think for yourself. I want you to gather your information, put it in in order in your brain, understand why it is that way, and then come at me with it. Yeah. And the quicker, the better. When I was was teaching, um, Mm -hmm. that's the way I ran my class, is I was the final arbiter. Right. But... Just because I said it didn't make it true. And on the very first day of school, we'd go through class rules and everything like that. And I would try before the first recess. So usually it's about an hour and a half, two hours into the day, first recess. Mm -hmm. Before that first recess, I would try to say something that was so absurdly incorrect that most people, even if they weren't paying attention, would know. Something along the lines of, and we all know that two plus two is five. And I would just keep going. Right. Until someone would challenge me. And say, wait a minute, two plus two is four. That's right. I was wrong. You were right. I'm an adult and I can be wrong. Nice. And you're a child and you can correct me in a polite way. And then that kid would get, they'd get bonus points and they'd get money in their checkbook. And so it made the kids understand and and know so you could have a discussion. And I think we need to be able to do that in our faith as well. It's an important skill. What if we could all accept that we're not always right? What if we could just agree to disagree and not and have that? It. Yeah. Because so often, I mean, I, I'm sure most people have been in the church in the past who get something and say, well, you know, if you want a perfect church, this isn't the place, you know, you're in the wrong place if you think it's perfect. And, uh, right. you know, but then you see so many things where they, it feels as though it's meant that way. And that's not all pastors and, and not all pastors who say that are that way. But I've, right. I've been in at least one church where I've heard a pastor, you know, 
claim that, but then portray something else. And I'm sure that I've done the same thing too. Absolutely. Because I'll say, well, certainly I could be wrong, but you can ask my wife. Paul is always right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Or thinks he's always right. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that completely. I do that myself. I understand that completely. So what do we do to make that mess into a message? I mean, how do we fight that, that desire to be either right or my way or the highway? I mean, for one thing, I think it's so innately American that the the arrogance of our comfort makes us be like this is my way this is how i'm going to do it and and i don't care i mean because typically if you catch a person in a lie a lot of times what they'll do they'll double down on the lie because they don't want to admit mm-hmm. they were wrong about they'll it they'll cover their butt yeah mm-hmm. and and so it's so easy to ignore reason or truth how do we see i can't speak to the rest of the world because i've never been outside of my lonely little bubble here uh-huh. but um listen th- we are everywhere from hilo to amsterdam and all points in between sisters so you are talking to the world right now world biker chick <clears throat> biker chick world hello but i still don't understand their culture or their mentality right i would love to know more about it hence you know Please contact me. Absolutely. Let's have conversations. Biker Chicken. That would be amazing. Uh, Messituppodcast.com. <laughs> Biker Chicken Info Limited. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, but no, I think that it goes down to the gentleness and the openness of a person's heart mm. and being able to put their pride and ego aside to say, okay, what do you have to say? And I'm not always right. And take that into consideration. I think that that word gentleness really stuck in my head there and messed me up because I was thinking sometimes in order to get in, you have to attack and be hard. But in order to accept someone, you've got to be gentle or it just bounces off. If you're not gentle, the person, it's repulsive. You repel absolutely uh, without the gentleness. And so... Uh, I guess that's our responsibility. That's my responsibility as a Christian is to be gentle. And, and I can be right and gentle. I, I, I don't have to, you know, gentle is not being a, being a whipping, you know, post for mm-hmm. someone. It, the idea of meek is not giving up. It's just control right. under that pressure and grace under that pressure. And that's, I think, how we're going to win people. It's not, I, I know very few people who have been convinced by the guy with the sign on the corner saying turn or burn. Or the hell and damnation preacher that's up there. Yeah. 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 I mean, pe- some people, I know people who like that because it makes them feel fired up. Yeah. But um, it's not changing minds. Well, that was my thing. Where does that actually go? I know how far love goes. It went from the beginning of time to where we're at now. Yeah. goes but, all the way to the cross. Yeah. How far does the not so nice stuff go yeah all the way away from the cross it'll end at some point yeah yeah it will so wow good stuff yeah well um thanks for listening in this week sorry again that we were a little bit late but uh we're going to be recording some shows and getting back on our uh, our game because i don't think we've got places to uh, travel to unless my daughter calls me again thank you heather and dave for uh, putting up with me for a couple weeks uh, but uh, if you want to get a hold of us, check out the website, which is messituppodcast.com. Email is uh, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And 
for the third time, bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And then the regular show is just info at messituppodcast.com. We are on Facebook if you search for Mess It Up. We're on Instagram, and I, I put some pictures there. I did a lot of fun things on the beach with writing in the sand. Uh, yeah, you So did. check out our, our Instagram stuff. We'll be putting that up. Cool. And... Um, we, uh, we're just really happy to hear from you guys and get ideas. If you've got a show or a, a song of the week that you want to hear, let us know. Um, and word of the week, it's always hard for me to come up with a word of the week. So please send me your suggestions on the word of the week. And that would be yes. much appreciated. And uh, do we have anything else to tell these lovely people? We love you guys. Thanks awesome. for listening. Aloha. See you next time. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up.